Here it is, the first full-length, week-long Radio Free Oz in the fall. RadioFreeOz.com in your ears. I'm Peter Bergman, your co-host down in Los Angeles, the other half of the fabulous duo Dave Osmond up on Whidbey Island. How are you doing, Dave? Yo, Pete. Well, we're experiencing one of the great um, end-of-summer summer weeks this last week. Uh, it's still a beautiful, beautiful day here. With that, you know, it's got the fall light. The fall, the sun is low, and it's got that long, beautiful light. But uh, yesterday was about uh, close to 80 on the island, 78 degrees, uh, and we're talking on the water. So that's really uh, that's really pretty warm for beautiful for Whidbey Island. And today, um, the place is jamming because we've got the motorcycle run, the bicycle oh, run, and the yeah. and uh, Django Fest, which. Well, the bi- it, Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just said it's, it's, it's the town is roaring. You go to into the little village of Langley, and there's ding da doo da doo ba ba doo with uh, Django going on every place in the street, guys with berets and their guitar cases, and you know, and and no. then on the road coming over here, it was like uh, 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 up the Goss Lake Hill. Oh boy, this is longer than I. Let's walk it from here, okay? <laughs> So oh, it's, it's a busy, it's a busy and beautiful day on Whidbey Island. <clears throat> you know those assholes on chainsaws, which is what I call motorcyclists that 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 dress up and come out on the weekends. Hell's Agents yeah. is the uh, power power group down here. As a cyclist, I just don't have a lot of concern or, or respect for them. I mean, you know, they can weigh eight hundred pounds and they can go just as fast as the guy next to them who's in great shape. On a bike, you weigh 800 pounds. You're by the side of the road watching. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, yeah. they say the. I think the bikers stay mainly on the highway, and they've rooted the the bikers uh, off on on the byways, as I say, like Goss Lake Hill, which is like it must be two miles up that hill. And, oh, I've done it. And, I know it yep. very well. It's you know, uh, Whidbey Island is just a lot of glacial cuts. That's I did the tour to Whidbey once, and it was really harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave. Yeah. Uh, true Spe- to form. Speaking of, say this, yeah, yeah. True to form, we've had another example of bloodlust at the third of the GOP conventions. <laughs> yeah. I'm gritting my yeah. teeth already. Now I know you. I know you covered this with twittering. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, tell you about that in a I second. I got to know about that. Yes, so, uh, and yeah, go. First convention, you know, the first debate, what did they do? They cheered uh, Rick Perry because he executed more people guilty or innocent than any other governor. That's so right. That's cheer. right. All right. And, Yay, Rick. Okay. And it scandalized people, okay? Second one, Ron Paul basically says, the cranky old libertarian, heartless old libertarian, saying, well, if a young man doesn't have health insurance, and he's going to be on the medical dole for years and years. Let him die. Huge cheer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let him die. Scandalizing. Okay, You're right. thought, and oh, at the third the, one? This one, you know, it was, it was a big Twitter thing where people were coming in by Twitter and by YouTube, okay? okay. Big, it's the big YouTube to, to make the Republicans look like they're in touch with the people. Ha-ha. <laughs> and, and one of the people was a, a, a vet. Um, YouTubing from Iraq, okay, a gay vet who said, you know, that he's glad don't ask, don't tell is over, 
and you know it's 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 unfair and it was discriminatory and he's just coming in these remarks and asking what they think people are already booing him they are booing him from the audience because he's a gay soldier all right oh, if he was a soldier they'd be applauding him well, and what is and what is most scandalous yep. and Gary Johnson apologized for this subsequently today Nobody on stage stood up and told the crowd they were out of line. Not one of those great Republicans, those great defenders of the military. They ruined themselves on that, man. I mean, not only did they lose the few gay votes they probably still have, but can you imagine the the parents of soldiers, gay or straight, watching a soldier being booed, you know, by the Republican crowd? That that's a that's a moment, man. And a lot of people came forward, mainly Republicans, saying that this was just scandalous. And where's the heart of the party, et cetera, et cetera? Well, where is the heart of the party? The heart of the party. uh, Here's here's Michelle Bachman's great quote. I mean, uh, if you if if you're really out there in your with your with your brown shirt on, if there was any election when we conservatives don't settle, it's this election. This is the election where we can, and I'm quoting Nazi fiction here, where we can have it all. Don't settle. Well, Pete. What? Don't settle, she said. Don't settle. So if they don't settle, then what's going to happen? Well, you know, we have the two impassionaros. We have her and Winky Palin, who also said, you know, don't retreat, reload. The whole thing. Like, what are they going to do if they don't get everything? Which means if they don't get the Republican candidate that they want, who wins, and both the House and the Senate. I don't know. Maybe some of those uh, creative anachronists dressed like uh, George Washington Light will will rise up with their automatic weapons and make themselves available for target practice from the loyal. United States military. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, they, when 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 uh, um, was it Huntsman tries to separate himself from the pack by saying he can agree with Democrats, he gets booed. When he's disagreeing with them about evolution, yeah, as if uh-huh. evolution were somehow a democratic issue. Well, but it's it has to do with intellectualism and science. And remember, science is part of the of the conspiracy, which is. Um, uh, basically communicated by the lamestream media. It is very Hitlerian in that sense, uh, uh, or Orwellian, if you want to take the word Hitler off. Well, I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I only say I, I, it's, it, it, Hitler, there's no Hitler out there. I mean, there's no Hitler. There's some really remarkably stupid and, and nasty guys out there, but I, there's no Hitler. But it's, oh. the, it's the you can have it all. It's the you can take it all. That is so... Un-American, you know. Well, according to Michelle Bachman, you can keep it all. She said in this debate, she said, it's your money. You should be able to keep it all. You don't, shouldn't have to pay any taxes. <laughs> she said, I mean, she is really trying to mark yeah. out a, an interesting niche in this debate. That's right. No taxes because, hey, it's your money. You made it. Okay. Then... <laughs> the next day, okay, she's on the road. I love Michelle. She's always worth a, a hoot, right? She's visiting a traffic signal plant in Iowa, all right? <laughs> a traffic and signal plant. I love that. A traffic? They make traffic signals. Okay, okay? good, good. Okay, I'm glad somebody They're manufacturers. Should. Yeah. And called it, this factory, which is in full throw, right? An example of how President Obama's policies are continuing to dig us deeper into the whole, into another recession. 
Okay. However, the plan thrives on the kind of road and bridge spending that Obama has promoted as a key remedy to the nation's economic shutdown, with as much as 80% of the plan's revenues coming from government. So she has no idea where she is. She has no staff doing any front work. Okay. You know, it, the, it really doesn't matter because you can have it all. That's right. I mean, right. because yeah. she is 100% supported by the people who support her 100%. And, a lot of hundred percenters out there, Dave, in, in, in the um, in the right wing of the Republican Party. You're quite right. Hundred percenters. No, 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 no. Say no to everything. Yeah. Uh, here, another quote of hers was: uh, "We need a nominee who is not ashamed of the Tea Party, who is willing to stand up for our Tea Party and our Tea Party values." She said. Well, you know, it's it's her last desperate attempt to remain relevant. Okay. <laughs> Remember, she was a she was the person who ran away with the Iowa uh, straw poll, and that was a big deal. And suddenly, she's she's not even in third place anymore. She's in fourth place behind cranky old Ron Paul. And then you've got mid empty suit and and Rick the Rainmaker Perry. You know, he does he looks like Elmer Gantry. He sounds like Elmer Elmer Gantry, but he can't bring the rain. David. Can't bring he's, on the rain. Well, and he got in trouble. Uh Perry got in oh. trouble this week on the on immigration issues because he's not totally holding the line. That is to say the line between the United States and Mexico with I don't know what, electrified fence? I mean, what do not, these people want? He's left of Obama on, on that issue. Yes, he is. Yeah. He sits there and says, hey, why shouldn't the children of Ill, uh, children who are not legal Americans in Texas go to school as Texas citizens? It's better than putting them on the dole. We need them to, you know, for an educated, educated um, uh, uh, workforce. I mean, he, that's radical. That's progressive radical. Not only does he want free education or supported education for Texans, he wants even children that aren't legal to get it. If you didn't know who he was and that's all you heard, you'd think you were looking at Bob La Follette. All right. The, you know, this is this is Norman Thomas talk. Uh, yeah. And they hate him. for They it, hate him for they, that. They just. Oh, yeah. They, and they and how long did it take to shoot him down on that issue? Like less than two weeks. Well, two, two, two weeks. Two, two, that, uh, well, there's been a debate huh, huh, every week for weeks now, three weeks, right? So, it was Santorum that took him on immediately. Yeah. Rick, you know, Rick, uh, homosexual, homosexuals are beasts. Santorum, the, the Catholic altar boy who, <laughs> who doesn't believe in anything that's altered, uh, said, <laughs> he said how, how, wait a minute. It costs $100,000 to go to a college in Texas, and you want to give these illegal immigrants a $100,000 free ride? And the whole place was with them. I mean, this was oh, just sure. they cheering, were cheering, cheering, Ricky yeah. said this. Oh, this just blew their minds. Well, yeah. Santorum's only claim to fame is that he's electable. Oh, well, he was. Remember, he also <laughs> lost badly the last time Mr. Electable went before the uh, Pennsylvania electorate. You know, and he's he's down in the low figures there, hanging out with Herman nine 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 Kane. You know, you about nine nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better yeah. explain it though to our uh, our, our well, listeners. Herman Kane delivers the pizza, but not the votes. His idea is that you have like a nine percent tax on individuals, flat tax, nine percent flat tax on 
on corporations, flat, and then a 9% value added or sales tax, right? And with 999, we'll do everything right. I mean, he is the only, I thought he was the only comic relief and not much of it up there. But it was Gary Johnson, the libertarian former governor of New Mexico. Yeah, he's new. He's a new one. Yeah, he's been around. He was the first, you know, he was first to, to, to run for president in this in this cycle. But he hadn't broken 1%, and he did finally, and that's why they put him in. And, you know, he used a Rush Limbaugh joke that got a big hit. He said, my neighbor, my next-door neighbor's dog has created more shovel-ready ready projects than the Obama surplus. And that's a cute, that's a cute line, right? Yeah. Big laughter, lots and lots of laughter and release. Besides from that, man... It was it was duller than dishwater. You couldn't even wash your dishes with what was coming out of those people's mouths. Uh, just, just and Newt, Mr. Angry Gingrich, and, and and Ron Paul was just. I mean, the man is going to die on stage. He is. Well, he's going to turn around and he's going to start talking about Ann Rand or something like that. He's just going to choke and die. And Rick Perry completely blew it because he ran out of steam. David, you could see him deflating. Mm-hmm. After after the first hour, the second hour was completely Rick Perry on fumes. And everybody in the conservative blogosphere is just worried and shocked and on his case, you know. All of a sudden, they want Piggy Christie to run out of uh, New-, New Jersey. Right? Oh, Governor yeah. Oh, Governor yeah. Christie. Well, you know, I picked up uh, in this, in this who's, who's the more macho guy? You know, is it Romney or is it... Uh, uh, Perry, you know, like uh, ma- machismo is a big it, it is always a big issue in Republican po- politics because you really got to be able to you know be, be the guy uh, that yeah. can you know be the it's, it's the it's the um, uh, it's that movie star image you know it, it's that John the, Wayne man it's, it's the John, John Wayne, Wayne thing yeah and so well so Romney's uh, uh, strategist. In all of this, Romney is out there with his his, his loafers and his uh, you know uh, his jeans and his unbuttoned shirt, and he's got this whole like thing of just a common man. Well, this is his advisor, uh, is a guy named uh, let's see uh, uh, Stevens uh, Stuart Stevens. Um, yeah. uh, he's an in- endurance sports guy. Uh, and here's here's his quote. He likes to triathlons, cross country skiing, cycling. Uh, he says, "As a kid growing up in the Deep South, what I liked most about sports was the endless opportunity presented to hit somebody and not get into trouble." Whoa, that's not Mitt Romney. But well, I hear this what is the Mitt's saying. advisor, you know. And he, he let's go on just a little bit. Much like endurance sports, campaigns are about winning and losing, fighting hard, and living on the adrenaline fueled edge. His life as a political consultant, Mister Stevens wrote, served as an outlet for my violent tendencies. Boy, I didn't catch that one. That's beautiful. But you'd think that guy would be repping a violent candidate. Instead, he's got, I got a couple of Mitt Romney quotes for you. Yeah. I want to quote the oh, man yeah. that this Mr. Violence, you know, running as an outlet for violence. Right, right. right. Get him and don't get caught. Just a couple. Remember how uh, Mitt got in a lot of trouble saying that corporations are people? My friend. Well, yeah. Yeah, my friends. He was in Iowa this week, and he said, uh, and, and, and people suggested that uh, to just raise tax on corporations. And I said, again, corporations are people. Raising taxes on corporations is raising taxes on people. So can you imagine a guy running this person 
who's been told with no uncertainty that that's not a line to take. It don't play, okay? And he comes right back at it word for word. But it's nothing compared to this. He's, he's, being, he's being interviewed by CBS, okay? And they ask him about what's it like to be worth $200 million. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he says, that's the middle class. Uh, wait a minute. It's not, it's wait, not in wait. the low end, and it's certainly not those in the very high. It's just the great middle class, the 80 to 90% of us in this country. Whoa, what? What? Well, excuse me. 80 uh, or 90% of the people of the country has got, have got $200 million in the bank? That's what he's saying. That's word for word. It's like, that's going to be a hard one to walk back from. He's basically, from his point of view, where does this man come from? What planet? Having $200 million doesn't make you the top of the middle class. It certainly doesn't make you those poor fools who are living on $50 million. It just puts you with, you know, with the great center of us, a squeezed middle class people trying to get by on $200 Yeah, the, the barely washed. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, right. The, Not the uh, unwashed. French, the, fr- the French bath. You know, <laughs> right. The zitz bath, right? Yeah, the, 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 oh, the, the zitz class. Yeah, right. Exactly. I well, tell you, well, David. Well, I, mean, well, I mean, you know, I mean, this is all good for jokes. These people are running for president, and, and, and they're variously weird, pathetic, sad, uh, injurious to public morals, you know, Crazy as a loon. And there's so many of them. I didn't know about the guy from New Mexico. I didn't know he was in, in the running until I saw that in the, in, in the paper. Who's this dude? They got another one. Nine, nine garden gnomes all standing on the shelf. Jeez. Think about Gary Johnson. He's a libertarian. He's against the, uh, he's for legalizing drugs and a lot of wor- some worthwhile libertarian stances, but he's not a cranky ideologue like Ron Paul. He just thinks that government should be smaller, but he's not an idiot. Not okay? an idiot. He's not, and somebody just uh, from GQ traveled around with him for a long time. He said, I got to tell you something about this guy. Maybe it's naive, but he's incapable of bullshitting. You ask him anything, anything, and he gives you a completely direct answer. And, you know, it's, you know the last person to do that was Harry Truman. <laughs> the I've been reading here on Harry Truman because I think 2012 is going to be very much like the campaign of 1948. I'm beginning to smell it big time. Uh-huh. And my, Harry Truman was like no one we've ever had in office. He always said, he only told you exactly the way he saw it. Sometimes he wouldn't answer a question because it was about national security. You know what I mean? But if you asked him his opinion on something or what he thought about somebody, he told you straight out, a complete straight talker. Yeah, well, this was a guy who sold hats and suits. What, he's going to be in business and say, this hat looks great on you when it's falling over your eyebrows? No, no, straight good, talker. Good point. Yes, and a farmer and a guy that ran an a artillery a unit in World War One. What are you going to say, nice shot when it <laughs> fell short? You know, good looking, you know, good, you know what the hell? He's... Give him hell, Harry. And uh, it, I get a sense, Dave, that Obama's begin. Obama isn't giving him hell yet, but he's giving him a, a little heck. You know, he's he's beginning to to come close to calling these people economic royalists, and he is calling out McConnell and Boehner by name for the first time in his presidency. Yeah, well, he's as saying, as this as the week ended. Uh, last week ended, as people are hearing this show next week. Uh, wow, uh, the, there's another uh, there's another shutdown of government being threatened here. Isn't that something? 
another one and it's over and here's the issue of course it's it's over fema money people who got flooded out i mean talk about heartless oh it's double by the way you know it's over the fact that they want offsets for for disaster which is so cold-hearted and of course Cantor lied about it they asked him recently because he said he was for it they asked me said no 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 that's not what i mean and now he's back asking for the same thing but it, you know what the trade-off they want to cut? They want to cut the program in for promoting hybrid cars. Okay? So it's yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I call that my way and no highway. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's and it. here's a little fill for you. Yep. The states that will be getting the FEMA money, right, are Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, and New Jersey all of whom voted for Obama in 2008. What a coincidence. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the coincidence uh-huh. is that's where the hurricane hit. Yeah, right, because God lifted his shield because they voted blue. Obviously, yes. God is going to destroy every blue state. Yes, it, yes. drown them. Uh, just, just, just drown them. That's it. Just drown them. That's all. Well, you know, uh, two great slogans uh, were uh, dropped this week. I mean, we've been living with no child left behind. Right. It got Gone. left behind. You're quite right. It got left behind, <laughs> got left yes, behind yes. Pete. <laughs> yeah. and, and don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, right. right. Well, don't when, ask about it because well, I won't tell you. You know, uh, according, to the, uh, according to the New York Times, uh, in, in the New York section, police memo on marijuana warns against some arrests. They are applying the don't ask, don't tell rule now to, uh, to pot busts. Good. In other words, don't. Don't. don't just, just don't. Just don't Just ask. Don't, and don't and don't and we're not going to ask you if you did and don't and don't okay. and and you're not going to tell us if you do so let's just forget about it don't Let's ask, just, don't tell. Right, right there, just where it ought to be applied. The pot law. One of my favorite headlines, though, in the AP was this week, and you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Anonymous U.S. officials push open government. <laughs> 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 Oh, 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 well, oh. yes, well, <laughs> I think we should immediately segue into a commercial after that one. Well, we just about, well, I'll tell you what we can do, and then what we can, can come back. I had Bleach Lincoln in the Oz Studios this week. Bleach, Bleach huh? you know, mm-hmm. is, is known as a guy that nobody knows. He's a famous facilitator, and he, he works with a very, very wealthy and powerful and he was at a meeting where these people were discussing a way to solve simultaneously the problem of, of the, the large number of poor amongst us and our unprotected borders. And I think we should go play that, and then we can come back and talk about it. Okay, Excellent. Let's hear him. Our guest today is the man who's known among the people in the know as the man that nobody knows. K Street, Hilton Head, Kinneybunkport, Bilderberg, pissing on the Redwoods at the Bohemian Club. He's been there and done that. He's more than a consultant, more than a mediator, more than a facilitator. He is a conduit for the people who move and shake this country. Let's welcome to Radio Free Oz, Mr. Bleach Lincoln. Well, thank you, Peter. You know, this is my first media appearance in never so long. I've turned down both Rush, Laura, Rachel, Bill, Keith, and Glenn, a whole yammering lot of them. Well, what made you decide to come on Oz, Bleach? I suppose it's because all you have to do is change your voice to make me appear. But 
Even more importantly, it's because of the critical discussions I've been in the middle of lately. I need some feedback from the people on this one, so I'm going public. You told me before the show you've just returned from a meeting with some pretty high rollers in New York City. I can't mention any names, but the net worth in the room would clear the deficit. We were engaged in what I call a synchronicity session, basically rubbing one problem up against another to get a solution. We had two issues on the table, the record number of poor people in America and the virtually unchecked flow of illegal immigrants crossing the border every day. You think we can solve both problems simultaneously? I was skeptical at first, but I'm not the idea, man. I just keep the conversation going. Like you said, I'm a conduit. The common misconception is that the ultra-rich and powerful don't care about the poor. Actually, it's just they don't know what to do with them. But they do have a plan. Spill it, Bleach. We're all ears. Okay. According to the Bureau of Welfare Metrics, the average poor person is one and a half feet wide. I didn't know that. I've seen the charts, Pete. Now, if you lined up all the poor people in America shoulder to shoulder, they would stretch to 75 million feet or approximately 15,000 miles. We have 5,000 miles of unprotected border in this country, so if you ran three eight-hour shifts of poor people lined shoulder to shoulder from the Pacific Ocean to the Gulf of Mexico, we'd be totally fenced in. Well... You certainly don't support this grotesque plan. Peter, I don't take sides. If I did, the flow would stop. That's why I've come on your show to talk to the people and get their feedback. Well, let's go to the phones. Elsie Niblick of Fud Corners, Missouri is on the line. Mr. Lincoln? I'm here. You're a genius. I don't make the ideas, ma'am. I just move them along. Out here in Fud Corners... We've been using the poor as lawn ornaments for years, but they're purely ornamental. Your idea really puts them to work. I can't wait to tell the mayor. Farley Divot from Oil Spill, Texas is online too. That's right, Mr. Lincoln. I'm from the great state of all Texas, no taxes, and I gotta tell you, I'm still on the fence, if you don't mind the pun, about your plan. And what's causing your ambivalence, Mr. Divot? Which way were you going to have the army of the indigent facing? Hmm, that never came up. Well, if you have them facing south, then they're going to be tempted by all them senior readers and narco cowboys and all the other jumping beans they got down there. But if they're facing north, then they'll be inspired by looking at the land of the free and they'll be mooning Mexico in the bargain. That's all the time we have, Bleach. I hope you'll come back to Radio Free Oz and keep us in touch with all the unusual ideas and schemes you've gotten in the middle of. My pleasure, Pete. I'm moderating the Koch Brothers Retreat next week. They want to figure out how to privatize the Supreme Court. We'll be right back. Well, Dave, the thing that I take out of that interview, of course, is that once again, the GOP, and when we're talking about the ultra-rich, the ultra-powerful, it's basically the people that are running the GOP. When they talk about, you know, lining the poor up, you know, along the border. That might sound outrageous, but that's the way the Hispanics basically see the GOP as hostile and, uh, you know, and patronizing. And, and they are the largest, you know, growing faction of the electorate. And here's one for you. Rick Perry 
maybe you know all okay in terms of giving college educations to the to the the undocumented kids, but the Justice Department this week, based on the preliminary investigation, uh, have rejected a congressional redistricting map put together by Perry's Republican Party because you know they they got four more votes in the House off the 2010 census, mm-hmm. and they gerrymandered it. So that not one, no one new district that could possibly vote in an Hispanic who are mainly responsible for the four seats was put together. And it was so outrageous that it's been rejected because at least in part, they, they said it was the, its purpose was diminishing the ability of citizens of the United States on account of race, color or membership and a language minority group to elect their preferred candidate of choice to Congress. And you know who the people of a, uh, what do you call it, uh, language minority group are, that sure ain't Ebonics or Swedish, man. That's, you know, that's the, that's the Hispanics. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've lost it there again, and it's Perry's own state, okay? So um, these people are, they're just, it's not that they're dumbasses, they are what they are. They're xenophobes and homophobes and they're prejudiced and all those things, and they try to hide it, but they can't. Well, I think, I, I think they they try to hide it because at its at it, when it maxes out, it's very embarrassing. And and you qu- quite rightly started the show by pointing out, you know, one, two, three occasions where the audience is cheering for, uh, you know, a maximum amount of of uh, uh, state sponsored murders. The, uh, you know, I mean, just outrageous, incredible things. Like, let them die. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I, yes. I, to, to, to be an audience cheering for these kinds of things is, uh, is mindless in a way. I don't know. I, not in my lifetime have I seen that level of mindlessness. I mean, there was a mindlessness driven by fear of communism. Mm-hmm. Which engulfed everything that wasn't, you know, wasn't the the pledge of allegiance to the flag, uh, in um, you know, draped it in communist uh, draperies. Now we don't even have that. We're, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's no there's no enemy to be afraid of. So now we're afraid of ourselves. Yes, and because actually Al Qaeda didn't didn't do what we asked them to do, which was remain an active enemy. Right? If they could just attack the United States or something like it on a regular basis, we could have them as an enemy. But uh, all twenty of them are—they got uh, X's on their foreheads, and there are drones sitting in you know Bahrain or some other country down there, waiting to go and whack them. Come on. Well, after whacking seven or eight innocent wedding Hey, well, excuse me. They were clustered in a group, you know? What are you going to do? Radio, step away from the bomb. You know, step I away mean, from the altar. <laughs> step away from the altar. <laughs> you know, drone them and drag them. However, yeah, they, did get, uh, they did get the, uh, the, uh, the leading Afghan uh, peace promoter, or so he's yeah. called in the newspapers. Guy walks in with a, a bomb in his turban. In his turban? Yep. Blew him, blew him away. With a, got through all the doors, got through all of the security, got through all the way. You know, and what are you going to do? You're going to take a, uh, you're going to bow, right? You're, you're meeting this guy, you're going to take a little bow. Boom. 
Hothead, hothead, <laughs> kills hothead. The oh, come on. Oh, Pete, that's awful. Yes. He gave him head. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> he gave him head and he's gone. Well, look, it's look it how was, they, of course, divorce, it's quicker than the, the underwear bomb. That that was only very painful. And the shoe bomb, this was only has well, only hurt, you know. But shoe bomb, uh, shoe bomb. Nobody ever did that. Shoe bomb, shoe bomb, shoe bomb. Yeah, right. You know what that means? I'm going to have to take my turban off every time I want to take a ride on an airplane. That, yeah, this is going to be tough. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very hard. Hey, the other good oh. news of the week is that uh, um, the uh, uh, speed of light has been, um, uh, you know, eliminated. That was the other, you know, speed of light. Oh, no. It has hasn't been improved our, yet, David. Well, you know, it's, a, it's that traffic signal plant. That's what it is. You know, man. that yeah. traffic signal plant is. We're very suspicious now because if you can go one twenty fifth of a million nanosecond of a like nanosecond. A, yeah, yeah, well, it's a point. Uh, it's a sixth of a nanosecond or six yeah. nanoseconds, something like that. Some infinitesimal amount. But it, there's there. You know, you. If you can exceed the speed of light, then there are a lot of people out there who are going to say, oh, shit, I just don't know what to do now. I took my <laughs> physics class, and geez, that's the speed of light. I mean, it's, that's every, I'm going to have to recalculate. You know, The entire mathematical community will have to go into seclusion and say, well, what do we do now? What if they go tea party? Right? What if they come out dressed <laughs> yeah, sure. as, as Albert Einstein saying, Well, our world was really steady state and everything is like <laughs> falling apart. They pulled out the neutrino rug from under us. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait till that, wait till this hell, hits the election, right? Yeah. And therefore, if E equals MC squared and it's really C plus squared, mm. right? Mm. Then there's mm. more energy than we had before. Uh oh. Where did it come from? Was that packed in the singularity and somebody just missed it? Yes. Uh, but It was in the turban all the time. All the time. But you see, the thing is, is that if you try to bring this up as an issue in debate, I don't think the Republicans would get it. I and mean, I bet you that uh, Barack Obama read that one. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder if they're going to be able to verify it. Because, you know, they have to do a bunch of other experiments to find oh, yeah. out. And... Personally, my life will go on one way or the other. I got to tell you. I mean, I know it's I know it's a big deal, but I don't really live at the neutrino level anymore. <laughs> when I no, was young, yes, perhaps. when you were young, you were right there in the right there in the midst, man. Yeah. Well, in fact, I grew up. Uh, they weren't doing it at the time, but I grew up very close to the that salt mine near Lake Erie. That you know where they delve deep, deep, deep into the ground so that they could put special liquid down there and, and sensors to catch neutrinos. They only caught a couple of them, you know. Well, you, mean, you, you, all of these experiments, you know, are, hap are happening in the Alps or somewhere because uh, there's, we, wouldn't want to ha we wouldn't want to do this kind of totally wasteful, uh, you know, experimentation with public money in this country. Well, I mean, we Guam. stopped it. Yeah, we, we, de we defunded the Super Collider yep. in Texas. Yep. In Texas, and, let us remind you. Mm -hmm. And now we've got the Super Collider amongst us. Rick, the Super Collider, Perry. <laughs> Why don't they right? just bury all that atomic waste where they dug the hole for the Super Collider? Not a bad. David, I tell you, your talents sometimes are truly wasted. Well, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, okay. It would just yeah, be they don't call me, Pete. They don't call me. I'm available. They could call me and say, "What is your advice?" <laughs> you know, I'd I'd give them I'd give them the benefit of uh, you know, 
So let's go, let's go and smoke a doobie, man, and we'll talk about, you know, neutrinos and the United States government, okay? Wow, man. You want you want to put more cream on your neutrinos? Well, that's a breakfast of champions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. You did okay. mention the fact that I tweeted the uh, uh, Democrat, uh, the Republican uh, debate. debate. Yeah, that was that, my. I, I, I'm working on that question coming right up. So, so what was it like tweeting? Well, first, first of all, Phil Fountain gave me the idea, uh-huh. and it was only three hours before the debate. He said, "Well." you know, why don't you start a tweet commentary? So I called up Scotty Wilde, and he helped put me all together. In fact, he was helping me as the debate started, right? So what I did is I created, there's a new thread, hash mark Oz2012, all right? Mm-hmm. We, all, we, you know, we are on Twitter at uh, hash mark Oz Network, all right? So what I did is I started Twittering. I watched it on my TV, uh, not on my TV, on my, on my computer screen. I was watching it on Fox. By the way, Fox is the only one that gives you a really good stream. Got to hand it to those guys. CNN is awful. MSNBC, I don't think even carried it. It was just go to Fox if you know if you want to get you want to get at least a good picture. And I'd sit there and I'd tweet. And then Scotty said, "Well, find out some other. What are some other threads that are watching?" And we found hash debate watch and GOP debate, so that I'd add those into the Twitters, and they started coming back to me. And by the time the two hours w- was over, there was, and this was like unannounced, right? This was, there was no, we didn't like tell the Oz communities, I'm telling now that it, that it happened and, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen again. And I tell you, there, it really got really good. I mean, it was, it, the tweeting is real simple. I mean, it's just, it's like chat, right? Except they, what you're doing is you're chatting out to people that are just uh, chatting amongst themselves and they get back to you. And it's, I found it very valuable, okay? Almost without trivia. Not like one of those, you know, uh, troll sessions and flaming where you get in, you want to talk about politics and they want to talk about, you know, what they had for dinner last night yeah, and yeah. they're dating. None of that. There was zero of that. So here's the idea. Not only am I going to twi- tweet uh, uh, the next debate, and maybe you will too, because we can tweet simultaneously. You know what I'm saying? You, you can tweet from anywhere. Uh, I want to start a, an Oz town hall, of some, a tweet-based town hall, where at a certain point, we just get together and we start sending messages up to either Oz Network or Oz 2012, and I was talking to um, Fountain about this, and it's possible I can record little sound clips as it goes along, little short ones, right? Uh, mix them quickly on, on GarageBand and make them available so people can be listening to that in the midst of the conversation and then be able to relate to it, you know? So, um, so you, there's can, a lot you, can, you, can, you can pull selected footage, as it were, off as you go along. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And have, I can do that. I can have stuff... Uh, available ahead of time, right? It's kind of like little Easter eggs. Bing, up it comes. You played. It's thirty seconds. You start talking about it. They they retweeted me a lot, so it got out to thousands of people that have never heard of me or Oz. Right? That, that's that's what's amazing. It's that serendipitous outreach, and I find that really charming. My whole idea on social networking, Dave, here's the deal. I'm as old school as you are about it, right? I mean, yep. I, I don't want to talk about, you know, wh- whether I, what's between my toes. But if you can reach the right people and keep the, the right spirit going, 
it is truly amazing as a means of communicating. There's nothing like it in the history of the world, you know? And um, it's fast, it's furious. You can attach all sorts of things to it. So, hey, I just want to let you know, that, that's going to happen. We're going to be putting that together and we'll let all the Ozineers know just as soon as we can. And how to get there and how to do it. That sounds, that sounds fascinating. It does remind me a little bit of um, tripping and falling in a big crowd and knocking a lot of people over, but that's just a metaphor. That's only a metaphor, David. But imagine this. You trip, and as you fall, you say something really interesting. Uh And as the people are being knocked over, they respond. And (laughs) therefore, knocking other people (laughs) over who are listening intently. Right. Until, like, until you've got this whole open field. Yeah, it is like that. It's just retweeting. It's the retweeting, the field of retweeting. Retweeting, exactly. Don't retreat. Retweet. Yeah, well, okay. I, went, I went up to Oz. There's some Oz. There's some things uh, happening uh, uh, up at uh, RadioFreeOz.com, and there will Sorry. be things happening. More things happening there. I, I gather it's still under under work. And we're real close. I'm not going to make the new announcement until we got everything together. But we've got to get it all together. Really close. Really well, close. Well, now, I want to mention. That, go ahead. That, no, I was just. Yeah. I guess that's very good. Things are things are coming to uh, a lot of things are coming to a nice head uh, in this fall, mm-hmm. and yes, uh, and that'll be one of them. Yes, go ahead. Well, something that was that that was really scandalous that happened this week that you had to be paying attention and care to get it. Okay. But as you know, Ben Bernanke and the, the Fed tried once again to somehow stimulate the economy. Bernanke understands how deeply serious the situation is. Okay, He knows that the, the, the potential default of, of Greek sovereign bonds not only can bring down the euro, but remember we've got billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, ourselves through our banking system invested in those bonds. Okay, It's really serious. So what they decided to do was to start buying treasury notes back, not only short terms, but long-term notes in order to inject money into the economy, all right? It's just one of the few things they can do. And the, now get this, the GOP seeing this as the possibility that it might help the economy and i.e. help Obama, send him a letter saying, we have serious concerns that further intervention by the Federal Reserve would exacerbate current problems or further harm the U.S. economy, such steps may erode the already weakened U.S. dollar or promote more borrowing by over-leveraged consumers. Now, Dave, I want to give you uh, 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 um, an excerpt of a response by a very bright but very steady Republican. The guy's name is David Frum. He, he yeah, wrote, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and from is, is Yiddish for ultra-Orthodox, which he may not be. But this guy is such a Republican, and he's very bright, that, he's, that he excoriated Christine O'Donnell when she ran, but said if she'd won and he was in Delaware, he'd have gotten himself drunk and voted for her because, after all, I am a Republican. Okay, <laughs> so this is a loyalist. Okay. And his response to this letter, and I'm only doing a bit of it, it's, it's on his blog, from Forum, F-R-U-M-F-O-R-U-M. It's some very interesting stuff. He says to them about the GOP, are they serious? We are living through the most rapid deleveraging of the American consumer since the 1930s. Much of that deleveraging is occurring tragically through the process of bankruptcy and foreclosures. Some is happening more happily through the increase in the savings rate from zero, right, during the housing boom to 6% now. In other words, 
as far as their economics are concerned, the, the GOP is either stupid or they are cynical liars. I mean, it's they want to do anything to bring Obama down, and the only way they think they can guarantee it is to destroy the economy. Well, and he and yeah, he and a lot of the other people in this traditional Republican mainstream are really coming down on this issue. They are well, scandalous. These right. are people who actually understand uh, understand economics. Now, I don't, and yeah. I wouldn't know the central bank rebuying. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know anything about the effect of any of that. At yeah. all. I mean, and you know what? I'm with 98% of the people in this country. So you, so you sit there, you say, well, federal, uh, federal the Fed Bank is going to do this and do that, and it's declare jobs, and, and nobody yeah. knows, man. Nobody knows what the effect of these micro-macro-economic maneuvers on the part of central banks. Nobody knows what the fuck is happening in Greece, in this country. It, Nobody knows about that at well, all. So you can say anything about it you want because yes. not even really smart people know what the hell you're talking about. And what's scandalous is that the the, the GOP knows this, okay? Mm. And they want to take advantage of it. Yes, indeed. My And that and they're scandalizing their own honest constituency, okay? The constituency that the Tea Party has ejected. Because the Tea Party, I'm sure, cheering left and right, saying, hey, anything that brings that not me down, do anything you want to. I just can't stand the idea of having him there after November 2012. Do what you have to do by any means possible. That's what they've come to, Dave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, 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 uh, and this is disguised as uh, a kind of absolutism of Americanism, right? This yes, is constitutional is. American Republican democracy or something. Well, you know, there's a new there's a word that it's a new word and we're going to be dealing with it. But there's a word that was brought up in, in terms of people who are strict constructionists of the Tenth Amendment, i.e. the state should be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. It's called tetherism. Having to do with somehow being tethered either to the Tenth Amendment or tethered to the government, I don't know, but it's a, it's a real term, tetherism. and it's going to it's going to start rising. Yeah, tetherism. Hmm. Uh, Look for it people. Sounds like start... terrorism, kind of uh, you know, with with, a, with an accent. No, it reminds me of standing around in junior high hitting a ball around a pole. Yes, exactly. Well, we're you know, it goes it's nowhere, that... and it comes back and hits you in the face. That's tetherball. Stand well, that's... back. Get out of the circle, man. That's tether politics. You know, before we go, before we get your nice poem, I just want yeah. to mention something, you know, which is, believe it or not, the fact that we are going to be witnessing these garden gnomes, and I don't know how many are going to remain in the big debates, but I think they're, they're are, they are really fain to cut anybody out right now. You know, it's just... It's, oh, yeah. No, they, no, they, no, yeah. Yeah, the more the merrier. Actually, I think if a couple of people jumped in right at the moment, Chris Christie from New Jersey, that'd be a, he'd be a reasonable uh, new candidate to walk in at this point. I think. But it's re you know, it's something. It's almost impossible through if you look at the history of American politics, and particularly with the money situation today, and 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 getting staff together. It's not just throwing your hat in the ring. It's almost impossible for anybody to come in now. It is too late. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's yeah, there's that. It, it, but if one of the big if one of the big uh, guys. Should drop out. I mean, where, where all the money is, yeah. why that money is going to get redistributed, let's not forget. Well, the big guys aren't going to drop out for a long time because they got the money. In any case, what's happening is that these people and their cockamamie ideas or their non ideas are being vetted 
nationally and internationally on a regular basis so that they're, they're going to be like, like in the Shanandaloo, the priest that's dragging the dead horse and the piano. Yep. They're going to be dragging all of these sound bites and video bites behind them, right? There's, there's nothing good coming out of yeah, any of that's a Yeah, that is really a great image, the wonderful surrealist Shanandaloo. And I've often used that image of the priest dragging the piano with the dead mules and horses on top of it. And you think, you know, life gets to be that way, that totally useless, uh, profoundly surreal, you know, depths of uh, depths of hell. And that's where we are. They are going to drag, like a comet's tail, all this debris behind them. And, 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 and as far as I know, none of that debris will hit the United States. <laughs> But it is a burden they carry. It is a burden they're dragging behind them. Yes. Well, Dave, before we leave the Ozaneers, I know you have the last summer poem from your old man poem um, oeuvre and that you're going to treat us to it. Is that I, right? I am going to do that. Yes, summer, summer came to an end this week, a few days late, and uh, just beautifully. But uh, this, the book which started last summer, The Old Man's Poems, is uh, it's sort of winding down. It might be done by the time my birthday comes around, but this is the end of summer. Mm -hmm. And there are four little sections. What if Mountain went mad on the day of earthquakes and hurricanes? Rising huge in the blue and green northeast, brighter than the full moon rising, a real showstopper. Yesterday, a bowl of vanilla melting in the whipped cream clouds. And today, it's all made of bits. The universe, mountains, and old men deeply humming bits, randomly working, perfectly spinning, uh-huh, making waves. Old man in crowds midst. Is it, how are you? Or, what are you doing? Or, what's new? Like every day, the old man is making and remaking, living and dying. And what's new was old when Mountain was young. Beautiful, David. Per usual, thank you so much for joining us as our co-host here on Radio Free Oz. Thank you, Scott Lepel, for making that Twitter session so cool. You are the man. Uh, Chaz Glass, our forensic accountant, Phil Fountain, came up with the idea of the Twittering and is doing all these wonderful graphics. Tom Gedwillow, who's doing a terrific job as our webmaster. Thank you to all of you, by the way. And hey, Ozaneers, don't forget to go up to the site and donate. We're going to give you a new way to donate soon, but right now, just do the best you can. And we'll be with you next week in October because we're going to get through this together.